0: are we ready to go? Do you have your headphones? Are you situated? Are you comfy? Do you have some water next to you if needed?
1: I do have water. I got a straw so you don't have to hear me right now. <laughs> You're tuning in to TBD. TBD. Into TBD. To TBD. To be discussed.
0: To be discussed. To be discussed. Welcome back to the podcast, TBD To Be Discussed podcast with your host, May Wu. And this season, we are talking about all things centered around love, from our first perceptions to our growth, our progress, and how we give and receive love, just everything that we're going through our journey. And I have a really special guest here with me today who's going to really dive into this topic about her self-love journey. And uh, I'm going to let her introduce herself before we dive in. Hi, thanks
1: for having me. (laughs) Uh, My name is Fevin Sioum. I'm from Portland, Oregon,
0: and I am currently a student. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fevin and I went to college together, and I'm really excited to hear her take because she's been in her self-love journey and just like like a journey of understanding ourselves and really getting diving deeper into who we are and like acceptance and all those good things and before we talk about your your journey I'm I want to ask like what were your first perceptions of love growing up and what were some of your examples of love
1: yeah I don't think I ever conceptualized it as a child and um you know, you and I are both like first generation Americans, so I think that like with that experience, your oftentimes your upbringing as a first generation American is very practical. Like it's your parents are working, um, and as kids, we were never like I don't feel like we really complained about attention or our parents attending certain events, like because it's like oh my gosh, you see your parents coming home and they're tired, and like. You just it kind of um, this is going to sound dramatic, but it kind of like robs you of your innocence subconsciously because you're just like you just have a very practical mindset of like, I know my parents love me because they work so hard for me. And when they're able to be attentive and loving, like that's enough, which I don't think is a bad thing. You know, like I think that like I'm grateful for that experience and my predominant like love language of what I received was like just acts of service you know, like my parents, like providing for
0: me, Mm. you know? Yeah. It's interesting because my love language, one of the, well, first one's quality time, but the the second one is acts of service. And I think you're right because my parents were showing love to me by cooking or um, taking me to school or, or something along those lines. But it wasn't, it wasn't, I think words of affirmation is, one of my last things, and I don't know for you, but for me, it's because I think my parents were definitely not someone who gave affirmation, compliments, like celebratory words or... Um, yeah, I
1: I would say my dad is very like, we're both super, I love you. like, And I think it's because I'm that way. So he's like, he's that way, mm-hmm. you know, because he's not, he doesn't really say I love you to my other siblings, but I'm so sensitive and I, I even tell my friends always kind of always like I love you <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, No this is true like I we can move, that. I, we can move I, that I do feel like you you do say that a lot and I've actually learned from you and our other friend Fanon to you know say those like warm words and mm. um would like were your parents together growing up do you think that influenced your thoughts on love and relationships?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. So, my parents were married for 22 years and they got divorced when I was 10. So, I'm, I'm the youngest of five. Um I think that their relationship and also um my my sister also got married when I was 10. So, like I grew up I I didn't I don't feel like I really grew up with my sister. I feel like I grew up around my three brothers and my mom and my dad. So, it's just a lot of men and I don't mean to um, like stereotype or like say that men aren't as emotional, but I feel like especially during that time, like there wasn't a space for men to show different types of emo just like the way that we would reason, mm-hmm. the way that guys like reason and young boys, it's like, it was very, um, it just wasn't a very emotional household. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we weren't talking about our feelings. We weren't confronting things. If something happened, we just like move on.
0: Do you yeah. think that reflects in in how you handle relationships maybe like before or something you're working on now?
1: Oh, I would definitely. Ooh, these are great questions. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I'm working on as of yesterday. Um, <laughs> I didn't start yesterday, but it came up yesterday. I have a very um, avoidant personality, especially because um, like my friends, you know, you guys and like my friends, my Eritrean friends, like I grew up with them. So when newer people come into my life, I don't want to say that I don't care because um you know, I love everybody. I really do. But I would say that I'm not subconsciously I'm not invested. I kind of have one foot in, one foot out like if you're moving a certain type of way and our characteristics like don't align, you know, like I don't care to confront someone else's character because I have no I feel like I have no means to do so, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like would you say you do out. that in
0: your romantic relationships at all? Or are you pretty good Absolutely. at communicating? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm That I'm working on now. Now I'm like, before I would probably, um, okay. I'm a ghoster. And I'm actively not trying to ghost. And I'm, now I'm starting to talk about my feelings. Like, hey, like I didn't like that. Because I think in my head, I rationalize it as like, you yeah. know, the right person will like we'll connect, but it like connecting has to do with communication, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that's, that's not really how it works. Like you're not gonna just meet someone and-
0: It was something I was working on, I feel like these last couple of years is to not make decisions for people. And it was, I realized it was a, a protective factor for me is that whenever I met someone new, I like based on my previous experiences or what, like certain things that they're showing me, I would make decisions for them. I'm like, this is what you're basically telling me, but without telling me. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. But I did. Right. I realized that's not you, fair.
1: <laughs> it's not fair because people are so complex and it's, you kind of expect dating to be like your friendships, like, oh, we just flow. But with dating, you guys are both coming with like insecurities and fears and past traumas. And it's like, it, requires a lot more so it's like you kind of have to i'm learning how to be more gentle and like like you said like not make decisions for other people because i'm quick to be like oh they're just not interested in me it's fine like let's move
0: on yes i agree and or have you been dating what situation are you dating have you been dating
1: i would say this year i have been dating like for the first time in a a long time because of my avoidant personality. (laughs) And yeah, I'm just, I feel like I just approach it as an experience. There's some guys that you like hit it off with and you get excited and hopeful, but for the most part, um, it's just an experience. Like I, and I go into it like being very self-reflective, like doing my best to be very self-reflective and know like when am I acting out of insecurity or fear or, when is a decision based in trauma you know what I mean like knowing the difference between an actual like trigger or a red flag you know what I mean because those are they kind of they can feel similar
0: yeah yeah you're like breaking it down all the negative feelings that you might feel um and asking yourself is this really because of them or is this a personal thing that you're manifesting or you're projecting um which is usually the case. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, can. you know, I can admit that. <laughs> um, and I know you haven't been dating for quite some years. If correct me if I'm okay. Gonna... Eh? No, I'm saying like,
1: <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. That's yeah. really
0: important. And you recognize that you weren't in a space to invite somebody in or give give a piece of you to them or share your life with somebody. I have
1: actually only been in one relationship and. Um, And that was an amazing learning experience, honestly. Like, I wouldn't trade it for the world. But um, I think after that, I was just kind of like, that took so much out of me. And um, what, like, what? And it was such a transitional period. Like, you know, we graduated college, and it's like, I just now started grad school. So it's like, in between that time, I needed to figure my own stuff out. I needed to heal from that relationship. I needed to heal from, childhood stuff and then I also needed to get back into school and get my career in order kind of going through this whole relationship thing I was not a priority no matter who the guy was like it was never going to be a priority and that was evident in like my behavior Mm. you know but now I'm kind of in a place where I'm just like okay well obviously I want to be married
0: one day so like let's start doing the work and just dating and experiencing. Thinking about that time kind of when you were not really dating or investing in somebody I think being alone can it can be really scary and strange so what are your thoughts on being single and being alone
1: you know my sister got married very young you know and that was always an, ex- an example for me like it's not like she's she got married young and she had a ba- like t- kids young and I know what it's like, like I know, maybe not from firsthand experience, I definitely don't wanna act like I know to that degree, but like, it's really hard. Like, I don't feel like I glamorize marriage and like relationships and being a mother because it's, it's so hard. It's so hard, it's not that, it comes with a lot enticing, really a, re- a lot of it comes with a lot and you right, and you have to know, like, who are you building with? And if you've ever been in a toxic relationship, you know how much that can impact your identity and the way that you see yourself. So I was just very cautious. You know, I think I was overly cautious, to be honest, and I think I still am. Um, but uh, learning to, like, let my guard down and and even look stupid sometimes. I think you just like who cares? Like, who cares what I look like? who cares if I look excited or like, you know, that was a big thing for me, just like kind of showing emotions or like joy. (laughs) But now I'm kind of like, I don't care. Like I am excited to see you or like, and if you're not, then whatever, we won't
0: see each other moving
1: forward. But like, (laughs) I'm excited, you know?
0: That's a really great realization because sometimes our fear can rob us of our joy. Absolutely, and the experience while that time you were doing your self work, like, what were some things you learned about yourself?
1: I, to be honest, I feel like I just started learning about myself. I would say, because I, I've been single for about six years, um, and maybe longer, to be honest, I don't know. I don't, so I don't think that I was thinking about it, to be honest, because I, like, you know, and I don't know if all first-generation American, like, kids feel this way, but, like, it's there's a lot of pressure on us to do well and to be financially stable, and I just wasn't, and that's always been a priority for me. And like, I remember our friend Sean, like, hey Sean, <laughs> I don't know if I <laughs> want to keep this, hey Sean, hey twin. Um, but I remember when I was going through my breakup, I was so sad, and he told me this like so long ago, he was like, you know dudes are always going to be there just like get get yourself right like dudes aren't going Mm -hmm. anywhere and I just that really stuck with me like also that my career has always been important to me even when I was in a relationship but like that just being in a relationship or being single wasn't really on my mind because I had real problems in front of me like I don't have a job and I need to get back into school and or I don't have a real job Mm -hmm. you know
0: like you're basically saying because so many things were uncertain in your life, you couldn't even focus on dating or a relationship or sharing or experiencing with someone fully yeah. because you, you just wouldn't fit into your life. And I'll, I think so many of us feel that way, especially in our early and mid twenties. I'm,
1: I'm a very disciplined person and I developed that discipline better. Like as I got older, um, So I just had to kind of have tunnel vision. And I would say like the last maybe three years, like I didn't go out as much, didn't go on vacation ever.
0: I know. I kind of want to dive deeper into that because you said you aren't able to really focus on those things like travel or those um, kind of typical self-care things. And when we think about Mm self-care, it's a lot of experiences like, taking a bath or a massage or going to the spa going on a trip self-love and self-care is a lot deeper than that as well and it's not always exciting or fun so how have you been kind of
1: like you said it means something different to everybody and stability is really big for me like I'm financially unstable, like that gives me anxiety. I'll lose sleep. I'll... So me not going on vacation or me not going out to eat or going shopping or getting my nails done or my hair done, like that, not doing those things is self-care because like my rent is paid in advance and like, cause I'm not working right now. So I have to make sure that I have money for rent and bills it's to have a simple life because I, want to have a lot of money one day. And I think that that starts with um, having very a practical lifestyle, mm.
0: you know, and like living below your minds. So how do you tune out the noise? Because I think social media is the opposite of that.
1: that I don't, I don't care to look like nothing. Like I have an iPhone eight, like <laughs> an eight plus, you know, and one of my classmates is like, girl, I'm gonna get you a 10. Like I'm going home. I'm, and I'm like, no, my phone has been paid off for years. Like I have a 2005 Prius. Like, I don't care what I and you know, I think we get that from our parents though. Like, I won't speak for your parents, but I'm sure. But like my dad has clothes as old as me, you know, and like that's and I wasn't like this all the time. I just want to say that like I was very bad with money and I saw what it did to me and to like my mm-hmm. mental health and I just don't want to be that person. Like that's not cute. To me.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of discipline is really like showing yourself really like true self-love because that stability is important. Not having to worry about finances or trying your best not to worry about finances for the time being. Do you think that it's fear-based or do you actually like, do you think it's some of it is fear or you're like, okay, this is, I want this future lifestyle. So this is what I like need to do
1: basically to answer your question it's both i want a lifestyle and i know to get that lifestyle right now i have to live below my means and it's a goal for me like by the time i graduate in 2024 like i want to be debt free and i oh my god i really don't want to sound self-righteous by no means like or like that i know everything but um i just like living in my means like my prius is very easy to
0: maintain and like is cheap all around so because I think a lot of the times for women, we put a lot of pressures on ourselves and we we don't forgive ourselves for mistakes. So how mm-hmm. have you mm-hmm. forgiven yourself for things that didn't go the way you wanted to go?
1: Oh, I love that. Um, I can definitely harp on things. And I'm, I'm really, really hard on myself, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been told that by so many people. But as far as the past goes, like this is going to sound like a cliche, but um, that's really just made me who I am. Like my bad spending habits and undergrad and like even post undergrad, like that's why I am the way that I am. You know, like had I had I not been um, so irresponsible with money before, like I, I don't think that I would be go this mm-hmm. hard now you know, and I think maybe I would have more temptations, but I know that it's not worth it. Like question, I think if you just go through life and I have to remind myself this, if you just go through life knowing everything is for a purpose and like, like in my faith, it's like ev- God uses everything for his perfect plan. You know, that is so, it's the realest thing ever. Like you can't force things and you just have to accept things and like let things happen. And it's like, you really have to learn from your experiences. And what is that like a lesson not learned will be repeated. So I'm just like, I do my best not to repeat mistakes.
0: And how do you not let those past um, experiences like put a lot of fear in you where you look for places of comfort, like maybe living um, at home and not going to grad school. And, you know, maybe just because I think sometimes fear can get the best of us in the worst ways where we start to be comfortable in our and just like in like a cycle of continuing those behaviors so how did you break free of that cycle
1: being the youngest of five you kind of learn to observe your siblings and your parents behaviors and you pick and choose what you like and don't like and then you kind i feel like for me i kind of just live life that way like but among my friends and just people that I meet I'm just like oh I really like that so I'm going to learn how to be that you know and or I'll see how someone moves and how if there's like negative repercussions to certain actions like I won't do that and I think that's just kind of my approach um I'm not really afraid of anything to be honest I've made a lot of dumb decisions as a kid and as a young adult, like so many dumb decisions.
0: I was a very careless person. And um, i willing to take a risk because from what you're telling me, it sounds like you're not careless. You know, you, you really are. Well, currently it sounds like you're, you're making a plan. You're really evaluating, but it sounds like you're, you don't mind taking risks. Yeah, sure. Okay.
1: For sure. Like I'm responsible. Um like when what it's true. When what you want is greater than what you're afraid of, then you're gonna do anything. And I and that's the same with like love and relationships. I got to a point where I was like, Well, wait, you know, I'm twenty eight years old and I want to be in love one day, I want to be married one day. I'm definitely in no rush, but like I don't I want to be in love more than I want to be afraid of getting hurt. So like let me be vulnerable and let me change and let me invest in people more to get what I want. And I think that's kind of, that was, that's always been my approach, but it was easier with my career because my career has always been by any means necessary, like whatever, I will get rejected. I will fail. I will cry, but I don't care. Like someone's gonna, I'm gonna get it somewhere, you know? And I, I'm trying to apply that same (laughs) maybe not so aggressive, but kind of that same rhetoric. Mm, I love that.
0: And what have you learned about yourself now that you're back in um, the space of dating? Um,
1: I never knew that I was an avoidant person because I, in my friendships, I'm so different, afraid of showing how loving I am. Like I kind of felt like a fool, like in my last relationship, I was so loving and so understanding and so like patient and forgiving, which sounds like good things. But I think that, um, and I don't want to say I was that all those things to the wrong person. I think it was just the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Like we were both young, but like um, when you had that experience, you kind of feel like, oh my God, I I was such an idiot and I'm never going to be that way again, because like, that's not like you, I kind of internalized it as like, oh, I don't have respect for myself because I'm all of those things. But it's just, I am who I am. And um, I think it's a matter of having boundaries and like, as opposed to just blocking everyone from getting that. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. You know? It's
0: like whoever mm-hmm. receives it, like they can, they can take it for what it is or, you know, then it it's not right.
1: Right. And anyone who thinks of it as a weakness is just not for me because that's that's who I am in my natural state is just like,
0: you know, I'm a cancer. I just love deeply. <laughs> oh, I love a cancer. How do you feel about you know, this moment in time of dating versus college? Do you feel a difference?
1: Pacifying mm. your insecurities when you're when you date when you're younger. And when you're older, you're like, I just wanna like experience life with you and like
0: grow with you. When you're younger, I feel like I look for things to validate unconsciously. Like Mm -hmm. I, I used to think that I love myself, you know, of course, I'm, I'm not going to um, disrespect myself. But also, on the other hand, when I am dating someone, or when I am interested in someone, I would look for certain things or words (laughs) to validate. And like, to feed my insecurities. And until I face that I do have insecurities, and that, that I do um, have these moments where I want validation, and I didn't because before I would kind of look past them, or like, I would just kind of things but now, I feel the insecurities, and I really dig deep, like you said earlier, about why you feel those insecurities. What is the trigger, and is it actually them or is it me? And like you said, most of the time, it's right. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> okay, I do have a story I can I uh, could share. Like um, not too long ago, I had an experience okay. where I was triggered. I felt some type of way about something. That maybe it wasn't a big deal, but for me, it was bugging me. I can feel like I can be honest with you and you can just hear what I have to say. Then, you know, I feel like we're in a good place. I'm not expecting any sort of reaction, but I I hope it's not a bad reaction. But Mm -hmm. I said, hey, look, this this last week, I know I was acting um, strange. You may or may not have noticed, but I'm just going to like say it. And I'm saying this because I trust that you can hear me out and like hear how my feelings out. I don't expect anything from this conversation, but like, this is the incident. When I said it, I felt kind of silly that that was even bugging me, but their reaction was like, Hey, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm sorry you felt this way. I had no idea, you know? And, and yeah. (laughs) Oh, I've been there just just a few (laughs) weeks ago. I was there. But it felt so good to say it. And I think before I would hold it in, I would just, I would just like, no, that makes me sound stupid or crazy or X, Y, and Z. So I'm just going to hold it in. But like those things kind of manifest. Dating now, I want
1: all of my experiences to Mm -hmm. be loving,
0: you know? Like when
1: a guy is with me, like, and even if we're just talking, like, I want them to know that, like, I respect them and I, if they're, if they feel some type of way, if they're emotional or if they're sensitive, like I hope that they could communicate that with me. And like, it's, this is just a loving experience. I'd never want to be like, to add to someone's Mm -hmm. trauma.
0: You have to build your home in order to invite somebody in. If your home is chaotic, when you invite that person in, it's just absorbed in this chaos and you can't really invite them in to your home. And if they're chaotic, you can't go inside their home and really enjoy that. So I, I really thought that was really powerful because a lot of the times we don't, we don't build up ourselves and our home, like, you know, the, the metaphor of your home and like your, your mental health and your, your love for yourself if you don't have a good foundation, how is somebody else going to enter into your life? Because then all those, you're just gonna have a lot of insecurities and you're easily influenced. Um, and that's a lot of weight on somebody else.
1: Started um, dating someone when, or like talking to them, I guess you would say, when I was going through a lot. And every time we like left seeing each other, I would have just so many like insecurities and overanalyzing the whole experience. And just because I was like grieving so much from something else, you know, like I was dealing with so much grief and like unresolved sadness, you know, that I could not be present. And, um, that was like a big, that was a big eye opener for me. And I had to be real with myself and be real with that person. Like, you know earlier you asked me about like my love the love in my household growing up but i think that the one thing that i it's important for me to mention that like the one thing that taught me the most about love i would say is like my dad which um my dad was uh, definitely won't put his business out there but he was just a wild individual <laughs> who you're dating is not a finished product like it doesn't matter what you've heard about a person like who they are in your experience with you is all that matters you know because we've all done some fucked up shit we've all done some like stuff Mm -hmm. that makes your character look like a mess you know and like that's not the point the point isn't to like judge people it's to understand them and if what they're if who they are is a problem for you then like keep it pushing like that's their state of evolution you know you are no
0: one to judge yeah, another person's I, state of evolution i i really agree with that because i think i i try not to be jaded but i also realize that i i do like i i used to feel like i was super influenced easily feed off Um, of people's energy. So if you give me, if like, you're constantly telling me, Mm -hmm. or if like, I hear multiple different things that are negative about a person, like that energy resonates and it sits with me. And I don't, and I don't like that. And so I actually like, don't like to tell people who Mm -hmm. I'm really dating or like much about it because I don't want someone else's like, maybe Mm -hmm. their personal, like, maybe they're not even in a place. Yeah. They're maybe their experience or they're not in a space to feel happy or good about anybody. And so they could project that. And then I, then I like, I'm the one who shared that information and like your negative energy that you gave me, like I invited that in. And so, but now I feel that about the person that I'm seeing or, um, or whatever. So I I'm really like mindful of telling people about who I'm, who I'm seeing, because I don't want to invite anybody else's energy and something I'm still trying to figure out. We're all just figuring it out. And um, I really appreciate our conversations about your discipline, your journey. And it's been great having you on the podcast.